Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I'm joined by two guys who caught some shrapnel from some Woj bombs today. What's up, Chuck and Gene? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm gladly recovering from those Woj bombs. Uh, the bombing seeming uh, has seemingly slowed down. <laughs> uh, this is Chuck Siders. You can find me on Twitter at Chuck Siders. You can find the show at Potadelphia. And I'm Gene Zilak. You can find me on Twitter at Producer Gene. And this is a real conversation I had today. Uh, my wife turned to me and said, who is Adrian Wojnarowski? And I said, oh, you mean Woj? Apparently, he's ruining everybody's day on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, real talk. Now, if, if once, once you've reached the level where my wife is aware of you in sports, like that is true celebrity. It's at the point now where... You know, he's just reporting stuff that happens that really everyone's picking up on at the same time at this point. But it's like, Woj bomb. Yeah. <laughs> it's not real till Woj says it. It's like, Woj bomb. But like Zach Lowe reported it like 30 seconds earlier. It, like this whole free agency thing is a gigantic Twitter race. Yeah. That's all it is. And by the way, um, like if I don't I don't like the spoilers before uh free agency actually starts. Free agency started at six o'clock today. I didn't want any signing news until six o'clock. Every channel had a little countdown clock in the bottom corner, but everybody was reporting news before that. How is that possible? If free agency doesn't open until six, how do we already have all these signings beforehand? It's because I don't they, like it. They have that whole thing with legal tampering. And maybe worst of, of all the leagues is is the NBA as far as this stuff goes because they 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 just they the whole thing with the Houston Rockets whole sign and trade nonsense is so epi like epidemic is probably not the right word, but it, it's the whole thing with that nonsense. There was never a chance that Jimmy Butler was going to go to Houston. But it was like the GM really wanted that to happen, so he's just going to put it out in the universe. And, you know, obviously then once it starts to get momentum, there'll be enough people making noise about it. Maybe it'll really happen. But there was no way the Sixers could do that because it, there was nothing that Houston could offer that was going to make that worth the Sixers doing. They would just not do it. Um, but, uh, you know, so, yeah. The NHL is epically bad with the... They are not allowed to talk term. You know, they they finally institute a legal tampering period in the NHL. After years of complex multi-year contracts being announced at 12.01, like free agency <laughs> opened up at like, used to be midnight, now it's noon, and Danny Breer signs at like 12 midnight and 30 seconds, eight years, like <laughs> all these options and it was just a farce so they put in the performance yeah. incentives all hammered yeah. out oh in yeah that, yeah in that time period <laughs> and so they put in the legal tampering period I, I guess to provide the illusion that everything's on the up and up but you're like specifically not allowed to talk term and free agency in the nhl does not open up till tomorrow but i can tell you that um um uh, Corey Perry is going to Dallas on a one-year, $1.25 million <laughs> deal. I can tell you that Cam Talbot's going to uh, the Flames. I can tell you, like, um, who is it? Um, Matt Duchesne's going to Nashville for $8 million a year. So, I mean, it's 
all out there right now. Chuck <laughs> bombs. We have all the Chuck bombs. Oh no, Chuck no, bombs. it's it's Bob McKenzie. It's Uncle Bob. He's you know there's a lot of reputable sources out there, but if it comes from him, you just you like you know it's true. So yeah. So all right, let's let's dig into it. Hashtag run it back. And eh, almost. Nah, nah, dog. Not running it back. <laughs> so free agency opens, and boom, the first one that hits, JJ. JJ Redick no longer a Sixer. He is a Pelican. And there goes all the, uh, uh, you know, wanted to wanted to play close to home, helicopters to to Brooklyn, the whole nine. It's Pelican. For like not really that, uh, you know, steep of a deal. Do you what think was this... it, like two years, twenty three? Yeah. Do you think the Sixers or, just or didn't two... want to give him a second year? Do you think that that was one of the things that factored into it? Is that JJ just wanted to be locked, wanted to be somewhere for two years? He was tired of having to do this every summer. Um, maybe. I mean, he well, didn't maybe. he say recently? Like somebody asked him, like JJ, you know, what are you looking for in free agency? And he's like, uh, money. I'm looking for money. <laughs> oh, did he really say that? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, uh, how yeah. old is JJ now? So JJ Redick is 35. Yeah. He's... 35. So, I mean, I can understand not wanting to give him term, but, you know, being the old white dude putting up threes, like, you can do that for a while, right? I mean, he's not exactly, like, hanging out at the Y on Sunday mornings yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he could probably do that for uh, a few more. I mean, so to, at the end of this, at the end of this contract, I mean, I guess he'll be thirty-eight. Yeah. Um, I mean, he doesn't play defense now, so it's not like you can worry about him, you know, losing a step on defense when he's thirty-eight. I mean, he. Well, that's kind of the thing why I'm not like crying a river over this. Like, I really like JJ. I, I, you know, I thought he was he was fun to have on the team. I thought I, I liked he. I thought he had a good energy about him. I think the the players, like his teammates, liked him. Um, so you know, I, I enjoyed him from from that standpoint. And uh, you know, he had there, there were games where you you look, you know, he carried the team, you know, for stretches. Or you know, we would not have won those games had had he not been there. Um, but you know, the defense was bad. Defense was bad. And he was certainly targeted by other teams when you got into big games and clearly in the playoffs, it was, you know, whoever we can, whoever's got, whoever JJ is on, get that guy the ball and let him just score. Yeah. And conversely, it was very much, we need a shot here. Um, we're going, we're going to JJ. So dribble handoff to the right. Oh crap. That's not working. We'll just dribble handoff to the left. Oh, that's not working either. What are we going to do? And then we force something that's right. You know, wildly uh, low percentage at play. So JJ Reddick goes to the Pelicans. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. I feel like that but, was a, a good era. You know, the JJ Reddick era, like it was important to have that phase in the process, but with him being his age and 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 stuff, I was I'm comfortable moving on and seriously looking for putting that money into a player that's more of a long term solution. Yeah. So now we're missing a, a. So at this stage, we're missing a two guard. Right. Right. All right. So so what happens next? Tobias. Oh yeah, we locked up. So Tobias Harris, the Tobias Harris deal comes out. 
Five years, one eighty. Is that a max deal? It's cool. it is not a max. So deal. it's under a max deal. He gives us a ten mil discount. So it would have been five years, one ninety. I mean, I don't. Is that is that considered super max? I think yeah, that would be what because we had the it was because we can give the fifth year right. So probably um, so, like the per year would it could have been higher for four years somewhere, but we could have, we gave we can we were the only ones that were able to give him a fifth year. I I think he was being pretty heavily quartered by Brooklyn, um, heavily uh, courted by Brooklyn. But Brooklyn, I certainly <laughs> well, got they certainly got their their share of free agents. I don't know that it could, I don't know that he, they could have fit him um with you know obviously the uh the, the big news nationally uh on on this day is is durant and durant goes via free agency to uh brooklyn and uh through a three-team trade brooklyn also gets kyrie irving how how does this end up in brooklyn and not in in the for the knicks like all year i've been hearing the this gang was gonna gonna powwow at, at Madison Square Garden and how does this end up was it Jay-Z did Jay-Z have something to do with this doesn't he always well the Knicks are the worst <laughs> so this may have all started when the Knicks lost out on the number one overall pick and didn't get Zion so I think maybe a lot of these guys were looking at the Knicks and going like oh well if they get Zion and it's Madison Square Garden for whatever that's worth and it's New York you know this could all work, um, but I. But it also came out today that James Dolan did not want to offer KD the max. Yeah, and I don't know. Do you think that was because you're sitting a year, basically, or do you think he really thinks that KD is not a max player? I. I he didn't take. He didn't end up taking the max in Brooklyn either. Well, no, they gave him the discount, right? Yeah, because they wanted so they to could sign bring DeAndre Jordan in, right? They both did, right? They both took a. They both took a little bit a of a slight cut. discount. Mm -hmm. I I gotta believe it, it, he didn't want to give the max because of the injury. I have to. There's, I mean, it, it would really be difficult for me to say. I mean, I don't know how old is he? Thirty five. Uh, yeah, yeah, he would. I'll, so I'll look it up, but yeah, but I think um, that that's right. Yeah, this is just this is just the way the NBA is. Is is these? It's this sort of max deal and. <laughs> I see all over Twitter uh, with like every signing. If you go into the comments, it's like not worth it, <laughs> not <laughs> not worth it. Overpaid, overpaid for that guy. You know, like if, if you look at the uh, comments on the Tobias Harris stuff, it's like overpaid. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's like it's not. Uh, Kevin Durant's thirty right now, so mm -hmm. he would be thirty-five at the end of. Okay, uh, well that's better though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thirty coming off of a uh, torn Achilles. Did you have any? Did you have any interest, in, did you have any interest in kick, to, to hear how that goes? Yeah. Did you have any interest in, kick, in kicking the tires on that? Do you think that Elton made a call? I don't think he did. I, I don't think he did. the The problem with these guys is like they make it pretty, pretty obvious where they want to go. You know, like we're gonna. Are we really having this meeting with uh, Kawhi? I, I can't imagine. Is everyone that, really going to go through that charade? Yeah, we've already done this before, and I I really can't see that Kawhi would have any interest in coming and playing here. I I I don't know how you feel about this. I don't see Kawhi doing anything but staying in Toronto at this point. I honestly feel like that 
makes the most sense. I, I don't see him going to the Lakers at all. And I certainly don't see that working if he does go to the Lakers. I just don't think that those personalities would gel at all. Even they would have that much talent, it would end up being epically awful. Maybe he would go to the Clippers. I just don't feel like that. that's where he was, he's going to land either. So I feel like if you're Kawhi, and he's so hard to read. Like, the guy gives you absolutely nothing. Um, he The best option for you is to stay in Toronto. You have become the franchise there, and, and he's beloved already. I think he had a much better time than he expected being in Toronto. I don't think he, he probably wanted to go there originally, but I think he likes who he's playing with. I think he likes the system. Um, he certainly has a championship now to show for it, so... That's my thought is that that's and everything I've heard that makes sense says that he's going to stay in Toronto. Um, I'm surprised yeah, that he didn't I'm, do anything. Today, I'm looking but... online. I'm looking online now at the odds uh, for him to stay at the Raptors is minus one twenty five. And then the Clippers and the Lakers are both plus one ninety. So, I mean, if they can get Phil Jackson back to L.A. like demands those personalities, would Kawhi go? I, I don't know. I'm almost thinking at the point now where it, it's like, is LeBron, uh, is he a, is he someone who's going to bring stars in or is he someone who's going to kind of give people second thoughts? I mean, this might be the test, really. Like, you know, he's not going to get any younger. So if he can't, you know, help court a, a free agent to to really make a legitimate run in L.A. now, I, I don't know if he's ever going to. You know, it might just be, you know, retired in L.A., you know, uh, he's a part-time player or whatever. But if he can't sway people to join him now, is he going to be more attractive in a year, you know, with an, another round mm -hmm. of mileage on those knees? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, but hey, uh, if you're interested in uh, taking a long shot uh, on the home team, uh, 76ers are plus 7,500 to land uh, Kawhi Leonard. And and how many teams are ahead of them? Are they did they crack the top five? They're sixth. Um, mm. Although I think Bovada really missed an opportunity to make the Sixers plus 7,600. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. On that one. Nets 5,000, Knicks plus 3,500. So they're the teams that are ahead. Uh, it's not going to happen. He's going to stay at the Raptors or yeah. go to one of these California teams. So, um, But you, what I do love about NBA free agency is we pretty much got everything resolved uh, in a three-hour window. Yeah, there's really just one more chip to fall for the most part. It's just where's Kawhi going to go. I don't think anybody had any expectation for that to get resolved today either. Unless it was, I'm staying in Toronto. I think if he's going anywhere, it was going to come later. I think he would, you know. But he seems like the type of guy that's like, I don't feel like making a decision today. I'll, I'll decide when I feel like deciding. Um, he just doesn't <laughs> seem... Oh, yeah. Also, those those odds that I just read, they were from the 28th. So it's all out the window now. The Sixers yeah. don't have room to sign him. Right. No, they don't. Um, and uh, I think the, probably the next – I'm just trying to think, like, what teams out there have room to make a max deal offer. I think the Knicks that, do. And, I mean, do the Lakers, would they have to shift something around to – because they've got to have – they've got two max deals, right? Because they've got Davis on a max deal. They've got LeBron on a max deal. Right. Like, they are seriously going to have 
a bench of guys making league minimum. It's going to be crazy, like, to it's see. It's going to be literally it, it, LeBron. It's going to be three guys in the G League. It's stars and scrubs, baby. Yeah. Well, stars that was that was like his whole run in, in, in Cleveland, though. Well, well, that run was LeBron and scrubs. Yeah. You know, at least now they have uh, a couple stars, and if, if they got Kawhi, that would be a miracle. But um, that would be a crazy team, though, if they did get him. But I'm glad it's in the West. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, look, you got to look at the window, and the window is is now because you're basically going to get this one free year when Durant is, like, largely on the shelf. Right. Um, And then if, if Kawhi goes out west, you really have a huge opportunity between the Sixers and the Bucks to say, you know, we're going to decide this. Um, so you know, at before, this point, before we, that super team starts to develop again, as this thing is going on, and 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 to, Tobias signs uh, at that point in the night, what are, do you start to get nervous that we have to get Jimmy Butler? Then do you, you know, you see uh, uh, Indiana start making some moves? Obviously, Brooklyn's making moves. Um, you know, it, it seems like Milwaukee's leading up to signing uh, Giannis. Uh, so they're they're going to stay competitive. Do are you thinking if we don't sign Jimmy Butler right now, we're we're dead? Or were you like, okay, now that we have got Tobias, you know, we can do a couple other things? Well, this is, and I wanted to ask you guys about this too. Like leading into this week, I was very much on the we like pri- my primary is Jimmy. We got to get Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. And if Jimmy doesn't work out, then we focus on on Tobias. Um, But then I started to go through like this real sort of nightmare scenario where if Jimmy doesn't want to play here and Tobias Harris goes to, you know, Brooklyn or whatever, then really JJ is going to say, why am I staying here? I'm going to go somewhere else. And we're down to the studs. Absolutely nothing. And I'm like, oh, my God, I I won't even – it'll be difficult to even watch basketball this season because we'll go from, you know, wherever we were now, do you want to say we're the third best team in in the conference or the second best team in the conference, whatever you want to say, to, I don't know, sixth, seventh, eighth seed. And, like – the the third best or second best because one two and three are so tight so tightly bunched together you know what I mean like that was the way the playoffs kind of shaped out e- either us or the Bucks or the Raptors were all gonna give a really good competitive series to Golden State the well you saw how like. close the difference between being the NBA champions to losing in the second round yeah that margin for error was not that great no yeah yeah and I. I wasn't terribly optimistic. Um, it feels like uh, from his Instagram post on that, like, Jimmy wasn't coming back. And I was hoping that he would, but there wasn't really any rumbling there. And then I I don't know why, just to uh, on Tobias Harris, everything just seemed so quiet. Like, there wasn't, there wasn't any talk of he's leaving or he's staying. And I just figured, well, I guess he's gone too. And Dave, like you, I was going like, well, what's this team look like? Is it just, you know, Joel and Ben and see what happens? But so when Tobias signed, I was thrilled. 
I wasn't really expecting it. Then I started like crossing my fingers. I'm like, eh, maybe we can bring back Jimmy. But even by that point, um, everyone was putting him to Miami. Like it seemed to be a pretty open secret that he was going to Miami somewhere. I, I'm amazingly agile at when I don't get what I wanted to get, but I get something else being able to talk myself into this is now the better <laughs> option. Yeah. And I didn't want that first choice to begin with. And right. I'm like, so all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, Tobias is younger. There's more upside here. Jimmy's the problem everywhere he goes. <laughs> That's the most positive Jimmy? selling of sour grapes I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what i always like these grapes better anyway like not focus on the negative focus on the positive i am i'm amazingly good at talking myself into that kind of stuff <laughs> i have my family i mean my kids have like all this butler swag uh. um, and like no harris stuff so you know <laughs> you know christmas is coming right around the corner that's why you have to invest in joel and that man is not going anywhere so, all right, so at this stage, we have Tobias Harris locked up, five years, 190. We're starting to feel good. And then, you know, we're looking at the board and going, okay, so the good news at this point of the night is there's not a lot of teams that have max slots available, right? So it was right. like, you know that the, the L.A. teams are not doing this because they're holding out for Kawhi, so they wouldn't pull pull the trigger just yet. So that right. left the Sixers, the Knicks – um, that left the Sixers and the Knicks, basically. Right, so, that could just do it outright. Otherwise, you had some control because you had to basically agree to the deal, which leaves you with the option of just not taking the deal. So if it wasn't something that you were getting some return on, then you were, you know, it it, it gave you some flexibility. Right, and I guess also Toronto has cash available if they decided to just pull themselves out of the the Leonard sweepstakes. But I, I I don't see that that was realistic yeah, no, either. Gonna happen. So, all right. So basically, and also if, if, if we wanted to keep Jimmy, all we had to do was offer the max. Right. I mean, he would have taken it. There's nowhere else. But I feel like they didn't want to offer him a max deal. I think that they felt that that was the end of that deal was not going to be a pretty sight that they were going to, you know, for the next three years, they, he would be worth the money, but like the back end of that deal was going to really hamper their ability to stay competitive. That that's what yeah. I'm choosing to believe. Brand, I th- I think had a plan going into this. I, I'm starting to really believe that. Um, and here's here's another great uh, talk yourself into it. I, Bravo, Elton Brand, way to not listen to the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you listen to the fans, you'll be sitting with the fans. Thanks so. for not GMing by Twitter polls, <laughs> as Angelo Cataldi would want you to do. <laughs> so, okay. So now this deal comes. Um, Jimmy is going to the Heat via sign and trade. So the way that works getting, is do we do uh, we do we that? sign him as a max deal and then to, and then it gets transferred over to Miami? You know, let me see the details of that. I um, I mean, I am so foggy on the idea of the sign and trade. You know what I mean? Cuz it suddenly seems like teams that don't have the ability to bring in a big, you know, superstar uh can suddenly make that happen by by using our ability to sign a max deal. It it's it's very strange. 
Right, because the team that's getting him needs to shed salary, which is what they're doing via the via trade, the trade. Or at least partially through the trade. Right. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find the numbers here. Uh, sorry, I don't want to um, jam us up too much here, but I, yeah, I'm not seeing the exact dollar amount. It may not be. It may not be public yet. It might just be like, hey, we're going to do this. We'll work out the. We'll iron out the details later. Oh yeah, it's four years, one hundred and forty-two. So that's about on par per year as what Tobias got, because he's five years, one eighty. You said. I mean, yeah, I it's probably so close, pretty close. But that's, but that's what it is. So it's not, you know. But Jimmy's going to the place that he uh, apparently wants to go. He he was he wanted to. Yeah, which I uh, you know I don't. Because I'm that wondering doesn't, how I don't, competitive that team's. That's the be. thing is I don't feel like that makes suddenly makes that team any more than like a seven seed, you know, than what they are now. Does that make them that much better? And and then let's talk about who we get in return for this. The 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 Sixers pick up a young shooter uh, who's who's I think we said nine years younger than JJ Redick. He's a he, he gives you you know you lose a little bit on the offensive side, but he's longer and he plays D. Um, so less of a liability clearly um but being nine years younger is certainly something encouraging certainly it probably means that the guy's got some upside and can probably give you more offense you know in, in a year or two yeah I've, and on a um a much favorable contract i believe yeah yeah i think Let's we have team we... control over i think he's a i think he's on a four-year deal he might still be on his rookie deal right yeah, he's making like well, he'll make ten million this year. Um, so that's that Markel Fultz money. You right. know, we talked about last season, like how why you had to lose Markel Fultz because he was going to tie up ten million dollars this and year and has well, never played. There you go. Yeah, and which by the way, did you see the comments from the uh, Magic GM no. this week? No. They uh, they asked him if um, if Markel was going to play in the summer league. And he said, no, <laughs> he's not going to play in summer league. And actually, we don't know when he'll play. So, so still no timetable for so Markel Fultz's return. We're still ahead in that trade, right? Just addition <laughs> yeah, by subtraction on that one. We're Yeah, we're ahead on that trade because he's not on our team. Also, the player that we traded him for is also not on our team anymore. So. Right. Well, we also, and we, we, we buried this one, we also re-signed the regional manager. Which I'm actually oh, yes. re- really happy about keeping him on our on our squad. He's a really good sixth seventh guy, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, which I, I so the the Tobias tweet from you know from the tweet from Tobias Harris after he gets signed is is something like what I'm I'm a 76er right yeah I'm a 76er right and there was like an article to go with it well like it was one it, of those like typical like I think that you, sometimes you'll see them. Where it's called like from the Players Tribune or whatever, it's where they not a Players Tribune article, but but it the is same like kind of idea person. was like somebody like is ghostwriting for Tobias Harris. If you read the article, it's like I've listened to Tobias. I don't know that he's said this many words in his entire NBA career. Like there's there's just <laughs> no way that he pumped this out like the you know the day that he was signing this deal. You know, maybe he's just really verbose like over text messages. <laughs> like Tobias Harris's friends are like. Oh, Jesus. He doesn't say anything in real life, but he won't stop texting me. Yeah. Well, in contrast, when Mike Scott got his deal, his tweet is, 
fuck with me, Philly, and a bunch of like bees and uh, fists emoji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's good because there were people getting like his, uh, you know, tattoos from Michael Scott. So it's, I feel like this, you know, at least is going to make those people feel like they Can you explain just to me the etymology or the significance of the Mike Scott hive? I have no what, what hive. I, uh, I, Maybe he's a really big Star Trek the the next generation fan. Like is it a Borg thing? Like I also don't get that. So like are um, we are Jesus, we... that's a deep pull. <laughs> well, you know. I don't know. I don't know what that means either. So now we're going on I'm confused on two angles now here. <laughs> if you're asking me if I believe Mike Scott is an old Star Trek the next generation fan, I'm guessing no. <laughs> If he's such a diehard, he's making a real bleak reference to it. Who knows? Maybe his back tattoo is just a giant Jean-Luc Picard. We have no idea. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Cal Pickert uh, is signing with Detroit. But oh. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Um, setting records everywhere he goes, I guess, right? Yep. <laughs> Uh, okay. Where did we leave off here? So Jimmy is uh, Jimmy's with the heat and we get, uh, Richardson as basically the JJ Reddick replacement. Do you like looked... that pickup? Y- yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I do too. And, it, and the thing that I really like about it is this seems to be the player that brand has targeted sort of from the beginning Yeah. with this whole Jimmy's not coming back which I, I believe brand has known for a lot longer than we have. Right. Uh, so yeah, I like, I, you know, I, I'm kind of, he's kind of gaining a lot of my trust. So is this, is, I mean, like, are we going to go back to like the 3d chess kind of idea of like, he went and overspent for Tobias because he knew he had a better shot of re-signing him and felt he had almost no shot of getting back Jimmy Butler. So he had to bring in another star early that he was going to have, you know, be able to, yeah, and here's a, here's a, here's another talk yourself into it. Um, I heard someone on, on the jump describe uh, Jimmy Butler as mercurial, which I think is a great adjective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for buckets. <laughs> yeah, and I don't really want mercurial people on no. uh, my basketball team. And <laughs> honestly, like I don't have this kind of like ill will for for Jimmy Butler. Like I'll still to a certain degree. Uh, really appreciate what he did for us this year. I, I really enjoyed watching him, but I also am not, you know, I hadn't totally bought that, I, you know, he was going to be the, the, I was a little nervous about the idea of that being our only option for the next four years, because if if we ran, ran it back, that was it. Like it was going to be these four guys are bust, um, you know, and I'm okay with us having a little bit more, you know, agility at least in the short term yeah um but and just remember by the end of the regular season like 75 percent of philadelphia was like what is this jimmy experiment right i mean it's only the playoff stuff that made everyone go oh yeah we gotta we got we need jimmy jimmy's number one yeah and when he joined the team an initial change in attitude and you saw a lot from ben um there seemed to be a, a bit more of a aggression coming from the Sixers. And it, it, there seemed to be a, a little bit more swagger. I mean, that's hard to say for anybody. <laughs> you know, I'm not including Embiid uh, in there because, 
that the man is all swagger, but there did seem to be a change in attitude with the, the Sixers when Jimmy came in and maybe you hope Ben carries that into next season. Maybe you hope that, you know, he keeps that attitude with them and they, they stay competitive without the, you know, mercurial, <laughs> uh, enigmatic puckish, what? um, <laughs> Jimmy Butler on the team. I think he he's leaving them with this this you know you know genetically now they know that they need somebody that can close. They know that they need somebody who's willing to step up at the end of a game and be the guy. And I think that um you know maybe Ben, maybe Tobias, one of those guys and you really want it to be Ben. You really need it to be Ben to be the the guy that's going to say now I'll I'll make the shot here at the end of the game. Obviously, Ben's got to get a jump shot, and but that's what you're hoping is what he's going to evolve into. And can we that, not can we not devolve this podcast into the Ben needs to develop a jump no, shot? No, but I, I do think that what we would need ideally on this team would be him to be the man who can say to the bench, you know, the way that Butler was. Hey, just get me the ball. I'll I'll get us the win because that's kind of the, the what he gave this team is. You know, with nine seconds left in a game, he kind of was able to look at everybody in the eye and say, hey, if I, I'll get open, just get me the ball. And they were able to, to kind of flow off of that. We saw it happen a lot. So I'm hoping that we figure out who's going to be the next man up in that case. Maybe he's not on the roster yet. Maybe we, you know, yeah. we're not done. Um, but, you know, I also kind of hope that it's, it's Ben Simmons that can kind of look around everybody and be like, look, I'm the guy now. Just get me the ball. I'll get us home. Um. All right. So, it, well, maybe Jimmy's like one of those guys that's, you know, we all know those people that's like a small dose guy. Like, I like this person in small doses. So we only had a small dose of Jimmy Butler. Maybe it was the perfect amount. Like, I'll always remember Jimmy with like the ninja pose. <laughs> that's going to always be my favorite memory of Jimmy Butler. Yeah, we're all we're all gonna have fun, you know. Unlike Minnesota Timberwolves fans, who are all like remember him, remember him, remembering him at practice, yelling at everyone. We will have fond memories of Jimmy Butler, and I hope that when he comes back to play for you know for the Sixers, that we don't have to cheer for him anymore. But you know, we also don't need to to boo. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I, it'd be now, if Jimmy Butler was a Philly in ten years, we'd be put him on the Wall of Fame. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if that long i still think there's a chance he makes it now right yeah i'm <laughs> not even i'm not even like pissed off at jimmy for not no. coming back because no, i feel like we got something for mm -hmm. him and yeah. we got some we got some flexibility right which what did we do with that money we signed out horford we did sign out horford which i think is a win on two fronts <laughs> yeah it is first of all it gives us a good stretch four and a guy that can slide over and play the five when Embiid's either on a, you know, not playing in a back to back or, um, you know, is just on the bench. But also, we no longer have, when we play the Celtics, the guy that is like Embiid kryptonite on the other side of the court, which I think is a huge advantage. And it, it would be so good if, 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 or Al Horford can kind of transpose some of that like quiet coolness to kind of temper Embiid's swagger and, and kind of give him a whole new level to his game. I like swagger. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm all right. I'm, I'm confused how this starting lineup exists, sort of in its natural state. So Simmons at the one, Richardson at the two, Tobias at the three, Horford at the four, and Embiid at the five. Right? That's yeah, kind of that how that's, this is gonna. That's it on paper out. at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you may see there. There's going to be some. They're going to have to get probably another four, and they'll be spelling kind of like a combination of Horford at the five, and Embiid off. You know, what I mean, I think you're yeah. you're not going to see a lot of Horford and Embiid on the court at the same time early in games. Yeah, I like we're not going to X and O's this thing, but it does give me some concern with Tobias defensively with that lineup. Yeah, I like him better on the four, but all right. But we can, you know, that's that we have time now. We're not trying to do this mid season like we did last year. They're going to have time to kind of figure this out. They have got to figure out the bench. They have got to figure out the bench. We also have a couple of defensive guys, defensive minded guys. We just drafted a, you know, that kid from Washington who's yeah. calling card is his defense. And we all think that, uh, that, that, um, What's his name? Um, Zaire Smith. Zaire is going to come in and, and, and play good defense, too. So yep. th- I think that that's also going to help. And it's going to be interesting to see how they how the rotations look. Um, but they've got to they've got to have a figure out. They can't just put out G League guys. They've got to go and find some guys. They still have a link, a little bit of, of, of play here that they can add another. Not, another you don't want to see uh, Furkan Korkmaz defend Kawhi Leonard anymore in the playoffs? Please, no. Please, please, no. You've had enough of that? I've had enough of that. All right, just saying. And I think that Elton Brand has had enough of that. I think that he, the, what he's done today and what he did in the draft has kind of said, like, we are going to be two-way-minded. We are no longer going to be a team that's going to send out uh, guys that just are not defensive or at least willing to play defense, at least willing to put in the effort. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I spent the past couple of years really, really hating Al Horford's fucking guts <laughs> so it's going to be an adjustment period for me i, will I can't s- flip the switch like that i will say whenever i've played uh nba video games i don't know if you you ever partake in the nba 2k series uh but what i like to do is i like to take everybody in the whole nba and put them into a big pile and then redraft and so yeah. i can have my own my own team with my own sure. superstars um and one of the players I always try to acquire is Al Horford. I love having him on the team. I'm so excited that the reality of my video gaming life now, I can go and get my a real legit Al Horford Sixers jersey. That well, makes me that, so excited. Uh, you know, Elton Brand's a fan. Yeah. They play together or something in uh, um, Atlanta? Atlanta, yeah. I think three years. Like, they actually had kind of a long run together. Yeah, right on. All right. Sixers, man. Gonna get excited this season. Should be another good deep run, especially if some players leave the East. Be in good shape. Um, yeah. Why does like when the when the Celtics get weaker? Of course, they got to get another Kryptonite guy for us in Kemba Walker. But yeah, uh, that, I'm sure we'll be. I'm sure we'll be talking about that. Yeah. More as the season gets closer. I but, still feel um, like the the Celtics are 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 worse today than they were at the end of the season. I think so. Uh, Phillies, you guys got your lucky bamboo? 
Uh, I have since burned my lucky bamboo and will be scheduling more games against the unlucky Mets. What a what a horseshit thing this bamboo thing is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, that was the most like fraudulent good luck thing I, I think I've ever heard. Do you think that um, some of the players just they just wanted to latch onto something? They just needed something to change their their mindset, and and they just decided that we'll just ride this this bamboo thing. Well, what did it even mean? It was like just you like, were never going to lose a game as long as you had lucky bamboo in the locker. I don't, I don't understand. Brad Brad Miller gave it to Gabe Kapler. I think was the was the thing, or brought it in just to like kind of like change up the mojo. And then they they won four straight. And I I feel like as it kind of went along and this story kind of leaked out that uh, it f- almost felt like the beat writers, you know, in Philly's Twitter were kind of like we're going to make this bamboo thing happen because we're just tired of talking about getting our heads kicked in by the Marlins. So we're just going to talk about anything else, even if it's, it's something as, as frivolous as, as bamboo. Um, and it just kind of worked its way for the, you know, for that four game set. But honestly, we, we hadn't picked up any ground. And, uh, then we went right into Florida and went right back to our, to our, our head kicking ways until, although the frustrating thing about this series that we just got finished was we put up what, 18 runs over the last, over two days and only got one win. I, yeah. I would love to fault the offense on 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 that win, but God. Well, thirteen of them were today. Yeah, well, that's true. But when you've got when you're <laughs> up six to one in the sixth, you really should win the game. You really should. Yep. Yeah, and here's here's another thing about the bamboo was uh, okay. It's I, I think it's like lucky bamboo plant. Like it you buy as an impulse thing on your way out of coals. But, you know, it's not as if it's just been bad luck for the Phils. All right, when when Kutch went down, when we were having a lot of injury problems, you know, bring in the damn lucky bamboo. But our recent stretch of play has not been bad luck. It's been bad play. So it's not like, oh, hey, we're, we're you know, we're breaking the unlucky streak it was more a Hail Mary attempt for anything to, to get us a win. And it was a little, I it's don't know. Desperate. It, was little, it was a little too cutesy for the situation. Like, Hey, we, we broke it up with our lucky bamboo. Yeah. That's, that's great. Win a damn game. You know, Hey, look, Gabe's going to get tossed again. That's his new trick. Although the second time he got tossed wasn't, wasn't, he didn't do anything. Right. But it it just it it felt so weak and yeah okay it was fun it's fun to beat the Mets it's fun to win some games and but we were still coming back in our lucky fashion it wasn't like we went out and beat the crap out of a bad team you know for the for the most part we barely beat the Mets that's not good well, then we dropped three more games to the Marlins. That's even worse, you know? So, yeah, the Lucky Bamboo was great. didn't mean shit. Can we talk about how we signed a, a baseball player to a $330 million contract and he's not even an all-star? Yeah, what the hell? That That's half on us, too. That is, you know, it's a fan vote. You know, vote for your new damn toy. You know, it's I, I see a lot of Bryce Harper jerseys and jerseys and 
all this merchandise out there. We'll vote for them, you know, and and the the Phils. I'm sure they all, did. Yeah, but I mean, the the problem is not playing at an all star level. So oh I mean, no, he 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 doesn't deserve not it. a lot of motive. I mean, there's a lot of people that actually vote for the all star game, not just their home town players they actually go like who do i want to see play in the all-star game and you know if you're in topeka kansas and you who should i vote for bryce harper's not floating to the top of the list do you think that generally fans that are not in philadelphia or uh really sadistic nationals fans do you think that they just all hate bryce bryce harper I mean, I yes. clearly I remember hating Bryce Harper. It's not like, you know, that feeling is is completely out of my system. Um, you know, now I say this as like my lock screen on my phone is a picture of that glorious, like one of his glorious home run swings. Um, <laughs> but but you know, I feel like just America loves to hate Bryce Harper. Like they they just take everybody else is like taking some sort of sick joy in all of this. I mean, I. I don't know. I think it's only because we're, we're really involved in it. Uh, yeah, well, I, I would think that, you know, especially National League people, National League East people are certainly enjoying, you know, Bryce coming up a bit small, you know, because of... Yeah, maybe White Sox fans, Padres fans. Yeah. Teams that were kind of thought they were in the mix for this. Yeah, they they um, kept Dodger it on fans. the hook for so long, and signs a huge record-breaking or record-setting deal, you know, for a couple weeks before Trout broke it. But and then, ha ha ha! You're not even that good, which I don't think's the case. I just think yeah, he's not playing that well. That doesn't mean that he won't be better next week, and I. He's not playing at all-star level. I think you put it well, Dave. I, he's not playing at an all-star level, hot and cold with probably more cold than hot right now. Well, Did, did Manny um, Machado make the all-star game? No. So Manny and Bryce, neither one of them made the all-star team. I don't think so. No, I, I, didn't I mean, he's at least not the starter because it's um, it's Arenado, isn't it? A third, oh, well, he's shortstop. No, right? I think he's. I thought he was. I thought that was like the whole thing was he wanted to go to, um, to uh, play somewhere where he was going to be able to be a third baseman. But either way, you know, Manny isn't exactly lighting it up either. It's not like every time you turn on Sports Center, you know, it's just the Manny Machado show. Uh, he kind of went to San Diego and faded into uh, a bit of obscurity as far as i can tell uh but it lately it seems like if you're talking about the national league if if you don't play for the dodgers you aren't getting much national public uh national press anyway um basically if you watch espn it's it's yankees highlights and dodgers highlights which yeah it's javi baez uh is the shortstop um for the national league okay so you know so i'm just gonna check the reserves to see if he made it there no, he he, uh, he did not. No, so no Manny. You know, but nobody's probably talking about how you know how he's Who's the Padre representative. It might be that star- uh, they've got a starting pitcher who's uh, yeah Kirby really Kirby Yates relief yeah. pitcher. Okay, so there you so go. That's their only representative. Who's the Marlins representative? That's the real question. Is it is Who it their entire pick? starting eight because of how they play against the Phillies? <laughs> it's Sandy uh, Alcantara. Okay. 
Who does, has been pitching pretty well. Does he strike out lots of Phillies? <laughs> is that like <laughs> So should we talk about like what is it with the Marlins? Like all day today with the broadcast, because I was in and out of the car most of the afternoon, so I was listening to a lot of the radio broadcasts. I don't know if they were talking, if Kruk was talking about this, too. But it's it's like Fransky had gone last night and looked up every weird stat about the Marlins kicking our butts uh, from this whole season, about how they've played against, they've only got seven wins against the whole rest of the National League East, how many hits, uh, percentage of hits, that, that total hits against the Phillies they have for the, for the season. 18% of all of their hits for the whole season are against the Phillies. That seems insane to me. Um, yeah. Oof. So, uh, you know, is it just something about that lineup that we can't figure out? Uh, it certainly doesn't cause me to have nightmares. I don't think I could, you know, name you their eight guys right now and just finish watching three games against them. They have Jorge Alfaro. That's about all I can name off the top of my head. Uh, and that's just because, you know, he used to play for the Phillies. Um, yeah. So, you know, nothing about them scares me except for the fact that they we cannot beat them. I don't know. But did, did Alfaro have a shitty day today or what? Yeah, he, he got cigared right to the noggin. Uh, <laughs> and he was he was called for interference on that uh, Arietta running home. Right. Yeah. So, but, yeah, he had a rough day. Which is a, a very, you know, guys. Seriously, get it together with this. Like, you get two guys standing on third base. What what, what are we doing here? Right. Come on. But, but like going back to Chuck's point, you know, like yeah. a lot of these problems are. It's not. It's not bad luck. It's it's bad baseball. Yeah. Which you can it's, fix by thinking. Weren't we having this exact conversation like last year in August of like fundamentals killing them? And yeah, okay, the 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 bullpen all the pitching, all the pitching is killing us now. But you know, we have a, a potent offense or definitely potent at times and the stupid base running mistakes. You know, it's just you know, thankfully our our defense has been good. Our our defense has been much better than last year. But the baseball fundamentals, it's just like uh, I, just grind out a damn run here or there. Like you have enough talent, put a man on base, move him over, get him home. You know, take you know two outs to make one run and then get the third out, and we'll be on our merry way. But it's it's such a frustrating team to watch, and you know those. Those boneheaded, you know, plays on the base path, they're just maddening. And for three guys who, you know, don't have much patience for Gabe Kapler, you know, fundamentals, like, what the hell's going on? Like, or or get us a better third base, base coach or something. This is easily corrected, or at least it should be. I think you basically hit the nail on the head when you said it's just a frustrating team to watch. Uh, yeah. they, they, they should be better than they are. Um, but look, there's a lot of season left. We have a uh, uh, 4th of July series coming up here against the Braves. Uh, and then we're back in uh, in Flushing playing the Mets. Um, so there's opportunities here that, you know, if they 
you know, take all three of these against the Braves. But I mean, the Braves are playing so well right now. I mean, I, I don't know. Honestly, don't what, know. what what is your expectation for the next? Can we get series? a fifth starter, please? Yeah, that's this week. That's it was really Vince Velasquez now. Well, he's he's been I, he's come up twice the last the last two times that spots come up, he's 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 filled it twice. How we had a home run. The, yeah, <laughs> his first. Because maybe he's a better hitter than pitcher. He's a terrible base runner. Though. I, I can't. I cannot abide with this Vince Velasquez. I mean, we need to figure this out. The, I, they need to be on the phone every day with like anybody who could possibly. They need to have one of those like. You know, it feels like you need to have one of those Disney movie moments where, like, we we like go to some cornfield in Omaha and find some uh, like college coach that still throws ninety five and uh, and sign him up. You know, or maybe there's a guy who's lighting it up in Double A that you could just call up. Like, I mean, Medina. yeah, I mean that sounds good too. But that sounds way less fun than if we had somebody that was like <laughs> a, on a tractor and retired. You know, that, that sounds fun. <laughs> Just, Best deal I, I ever got was the Rookie and Miracle two pack DVD for like ten dollars at Target one day. But now since it's not a Blu-ray, you don't even pull them out anymore. Nope, I own uh, Miracle on digital, um, <laughs> and I'll get the Rookie someday. Or you don't need to. Yeah, I really <laughs> don't. It was fine. <laughs> I love a sports movie. As an old person, you know, yeah. as the target demographic for that movie, um, I probably enjoyed it more than I should. But no, it it doesn't hold a candle to Miracle or other great sports movies. Chuck, um, Chuck, uh, how did we phrase this the other day? Marry, kill, ding, ding, marry, kill. Okay, I'm going to give you three films. Ding, marry, kill. Uh, Mr. Baseball, Rookie okay. of the Year, and The Rookie. What was the second one? Rookie of the Year? Yeah. Mr. Baseball, Tom Selleck in Japan. Yeah. Uh, Rookie of the Year, Funky Butt Lovin'. That was the big catchphrase from that <laughs> film. And, and and the third, Rookie of the Year, uh, The Rookie. Uh, the Rookie. Yeah. Um, Mary, um, what was the Tom Selleck one? I was going to say Mr. 3000. No, that, that's, that, that's Bernie Mac. <laughs> yes, but I think it was the same plot, wasn't it? I think so. It's uh, a remake, I think. Oh, uh, was it? Okay. Um, Mary Tom Selleck, Date, uh, Rookie of the Year, Dump, uh, The Rookie. Yeah. You're going to kill The Rookie, huh? Yeah, I mean, like, none of these are, like, classics. I like how you made it nonviolent and just said you were just going to break up with them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I forgot the categories. <laughs> I forgot the name of the damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm picturing it there. I'm seeing Tom Selleck with, like, the Japanese hat, and, like, <laughs> like I just don't remember. Doesn't Charlie Manuel have a cameo in that? I have not seen it since I cared about Charlie Manuel. <laughs> I'd have to I'd I have feel to like go if back. he didn't, he should also, have. What exactly is a Japanese hat? No, from the Japanese league. It's not like a specific <laughs> style of hat. It's not like oh, I thought you meant like a you know like a, a beret, like someone would call like a French hat a, a beret. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 yes, Tom Suggs dresses a shogun on like the <laughs> cover of this baseball movie. Chuck, no, what's going on with the Flyers? <laughs> um. We talked about earlier your kids and Jimmy Butler. Well, my son was very happy when he found out Brian Elliott was returning. 
uh, Brian Elliott is his favorite flyer. So um, he was very happy with that. And I was cool with that. One year, two million. <sighs> Hope he stays healthy. Um, he's. I hope we'll the, see him like once a week. Uh, once a week? Mm-hmm. That, that's a pretty good rate for a backup uh, goaltender. That I'd be happy with that. You know, I and of the options out there, he probably was my favorite. The the injury history gave me pause, but like not terribly. Um we traded Hartman for Pitlick. Um I don't know much about him, but is a fourth liner. Um, seems to be a serviceable fourth liner. That's fine. I did like Hartman on the fourth line, um, but he'd probably want more money than I'd want to pay him. Maybe more term as well. Um, I think Hartman's going somewhere. I think uh, I saw that he was... Uh, I think he's going to the wild. Um, and... That's about that. I don't expect any big moves from the Flyers in free agency tomorrow. Um, yeah, I, I think this is pretty much going to be the team that we have. I'm really hoping uh, Artemi Panarin does not go to the Islanders or the Rangers. Um, but he's been attached to both. And Sergei Bobrovsky is going to the Panthers. That's been pretty much set in stone for a while. So if Artemi can stay out of New York, um, I'm okay with the, the start of this free agency period. I just saw a note about Duchesne. Uh, he's going to Nashville for $8 million. Yeah. Which, so go back and look at the Hayes deal. You know, he's getting a million less. We had him tied up before free agency. You know, Deshane goes to Nashville, and then, hell, it could have been a bidding war for Hayes, and he could have yeah. gotten $8 million as well. So locked him down, got him here, and I, I think this is going to be the team that we're going with, and we'll see... Who takes that third line right wing if uh, we're going to start the, the frost watch or the frost warning? or Oh, oh, I like that one. <laughs> Bring your plants inside. Yeah. <laughs> you got to cover the tomato plants. We got a Morgan Frost warning. <laughs> I, I want to get that on like a Flyers rally towel. <laughs> frost warning. Bring the plants inside. <laughs> Especially if we were playing the Leafs. Oh, God, how good uh, would that be? Good. That's good. I'm well, looking forward to this. Luckily <laughs> enough, it doesn't seem like Frost or much of anything kills bamboo, so the Phillies should be fine. <laughs> All right, guys, let's take a trip to Chuck's Penalty Box. All right, thank you, Dave. So in the Penalty Box tonight, we'll start with you. Dave, kicking it right back to you. Uh, who is in your Penalty Box this evening? All right, I am putting in former Dallas Cowboy defensive tackle and current member of their scouting department, Josh Brent, who was getting who got tased this week while being arrested for public intoxication. Damn. They found him sitting in the grass and talking to himself in a Wendy's parking lot. Uh <laughs> When citizens became concerned and uh, and and Brent resisted arrest. Now I have no idea who this person is. I have no recollection of of their playing days, but 
There's a link to the Cowboys and anyone who's sitting in a Wendy's parking lot talking to themselves while intoxicated deserves some penalty box time. All right, so we're saying to Josh Brent, sir, this is a Wendy's, and he's getting a a double minor and enrollment in the substance abuse program. Uh, We just want the best for you, Josh. So double minor and substance abuse program. And a 50-cent Frosty. And a 50-cent Frosty. I got the Frosty. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Gene, who is in your penalty box this evening? Dodgers relief pitcher Joe Kelly in a tweet uh, the other night said, uh, let me find it exactly. I want to make sure I quote him correctly. Um, I'm not a believer in uh, me giving up five hits. He was involved in a a late inning rally in Colorado. Uh, I'm not a believer in giving up five hits. It is Colorado and we're in Denver. Who knows? That guy up there could be fucking high. Uh, That was being said about the... um, the official score in Denver. Uh, and upon review, if you go through, uh, and somebody for Yahoo Sports actually did this, went through all the different plays. And uh, the key thing to take away from this is on a single for Chris Iannetta that was scored a single, really, if there's anybody that should have been, have been charged with an error in the inning, it should have been, you guessed it, Joe Kelly, the pitcher. <laughs> so uh, my feeling is if you're going to throw everyone under the bus, including the scorer's decision, uh, first of all, have an ERA less than six. And uh, <laughs> second of all, uh, if you're the one that should be uh, charged with the error, maybe you should keep your mouth shut on Twitter. Damn. All right. Joe Kelly, uh, don't dish out the pot insults if you can't take them. Uh, you're going in the penalty box for a double minor in 20 more seconds. You're going in for 420. <laughs> nice. When you said the guy up there must be high, I thought you meant he was talking about God. <laughs> God must be high if I gave up five hits. Chuck, yeah. who's in your penalty box? All right. So this is a, a bit of a, a different one for me uh, because this person in my penalty box is a bit unknown, but I have three suspects. So over this weekend, um, very busy time at the summer, we have a lot of October. Uh, activities and we had three birthday parties to go to and two yesterday and one today and my son left with a goodie bag from all three and he came home with a kazoo so to the person that gave my son a kazoo you can go fuck off so do not give children noise making toys like like how can we do this to each other we're all parents you don't do it like i swear to god at least it wasn't a whistle like if you give my child a whistle in a goodie bag we are no longer friends i will be nice to your face when you die i will go to your funeral but rest assured that i will be happy that you are dead for having given my son a whistle from your goodie bag so mysterious parent who gave my son a frigging kazoo you get a 10-minute game misconduct. We don't do that, that to other parents. Will you play uh, Amazing Grace at my funeral on a kazoo? <laughs> I certainly will, Dave. <laughs> All right. Cool. That's it. That's the show for today. <laughs> Dave's apparently high on the outro. <laughs> hey, man, listen. I just want everyone to have a good 4th of July. 
and um yeah all right have a good fourth of july everyone we'll be back uh next monday um talking about the phillies we'll see how they did against the braves and then uh then back with the mets see if there's any more uh nba moves Uh, we'll talk about that then um but until that time be sure to rate review and subscribe to the show on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts Um, And also, please feel free to interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you get your social media. (laughs) You can probably find us there, too. Uh, Be sure to check out the Whip Around this week. There's a uh, profile in uh, in Greatness coming out on Wednesday. Oh, actually, I don't know if that's coming out this Wednesday, but they have a show coming out on Wednesday. (laughs) Uh, And until then, have a great day at work, everybody. We're out of here.